Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season three, episode two, Whispers in the Dark. Yay! It's a secret war. It's a secret war. <laughs> <laughs> Which the whole war is secret, so. Because apparently Ichabod and, and Abby don't know about it quite yet. They're still yeah. learning a little here and there. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I love this episode. It was a really cute episode. And honestly, like, I don't really care what happened after the first couple scenes because that was that yeah, was beyond, like Christmas came early for me. Yeah, the whole monster of the week thing by the midway through the episode, we're like, we don't even care. You know, doesn't even matter. Beautiful things happened. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. It was an so. Ica Abbey shippy episode and well, I was happy. Between that and everything that happened with Jenny. Yeah. I did not even care about that stupid shadow thing. I was like, yeah, whatever. They'll they'll defeat it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll just, you know, and we'll move on and it'll be great. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah. So. So it was, uh, it was directed by Russell Fine, who also directed Paradise Lost and, um, he did 10 episodes of White Collar, which we know our new showrunner worked on. Yes, Clifton so, worked on White Collar a lot, too. So he's bringing over some buddies. Yeah. That's and, cool. And um, it was written by Raven Metzner, who also wrote The Weeping Lady, Paradise Lost, and Awakening. Okay. So two bad ones and a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, he did a good job. I was I was a happy bunny. It was it was a pleasant episode. It was very pleasant. I think. Um, it got a little creepy. Kind of. Once they finally showed like the 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 wraith, yeah. I was like a plus. I was like that was a good looking monster. Their effects have gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. They're what they show and what they don't show because what you don't see can sometimes be a little scarier than what you do see. Yeah, which is why Stephen King novels are always better in book form. Yeah, because your imagination is so much stronger than anything you can ever see on film. Yes. So I think they're learning how to balance that. Yeah, I do too. So it was a little, it was a little better. So for me, um, we have some feedback to go through before we start, right? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, we actually had somebody who messaged us uh, anonymously on Tumblr right after we posted uh, last week's episode. last week's episode, last week's podcast. And they wrote to us and they said, again, this is anonymous. They said, first time listening to your Sleepy Hollow podcast and loved it. So we thank you very much thank for that. You. We were wondering, uh, you were wondering where Ichabod's going to live, mm-hmm. which we did talk about that. And this person said that they saw an interview um, with uh, Tom and Nicole saying that they spoiled that Team Witness would be living together. Bless. Now, when you and I read that, we were both like, neither one of us had remembered reading any article like that but we're like okay we're okay with that i'll take it and then we saw this episode yeah and we're like yay so thanks for pointing us out and letting us know we were very excited for that to actually come to fruition it was christmas in october it really was (laughs) christmas october is my christmas what are you talking about i know see there you go so, um, so yeah, um, if you have anything you want to tell us about or mention or ask on the Tumblrs, that's randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, or if you want to be more loquacious, then Tumblr will let you in their ask system. Uh, you can always email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be like Miss Charlotte. And tweet at us. You can tweet at us at randomtcasts. Yes. Now, Miss Charlotte, <laughs> who we absolutely adore her. Every time she tweets <laughs> us, we're like, oh, look, she's talking to us again. Um, she asked a lot of questions about this episode. <laughs> she had so many comments. So um, instead of addressing them, I'm going to 
Tell everybody what her questions were, and then we can address them as we go through yes. the recap. Um, yes. But she asks, why did Crane remember the Shadow Whisperer from Grace Dixon's book? Didn't Abby read it? Thank you. Which was, a, we were both we wondering were, we about that. We both took issue with that. Uh, Miss Charlotte also wants to know, does Pandora want to be caught? I don't know what the fuck's up with Pandora. She's making herself known, which she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also asks, why is Jenny living in a trailer and why isn't that thing booby trip, booby trapped, booby tripped? Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to read this and it's not working. <laughs> uh, and then our last question is, what is the shard of Anubis? Yes. So we will address all of these questions with our best guesstimates. Yeah. Like <laughs> you made it sound like we knew stuff. I know. Right. But don't uh, I have ideas okay I okay. have thoughts and ideas about all of these because I've, I've been thinking about it for the last 24 hours since she tweeted at us so um, okay you've been noodling on it I've been noodling on it. I've been thinking about it so we'll get to those and uh yeah we appreciate any and all feedback so any questions any thoughts anybody has you guys you let us know yes please and also um while we have you uh <laughs> while we have your attention yes <laughs> um if you guys are liking what you're hearing, we would love it if you would leave us a review on whatever site you're listening to us on, be it iTunes or Stitcher or um, Pocket Casts, um, because that's going to help other people find us. Absolutely. Now, somebody's listening to us on Stitcher out there. Okay. I, they're downloading and listening. Right on, right on. So, we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you. Okay. Can I squee now? Yes, you can squee all you want. Holy shit. This is Domestic Ichabod. We start the episode with, and I am so happy. I saw the um, promo pictures of him holding the bottle of glass cleaner, and I'm like, this cannot be real. (laughs) And it was. I was so surprised. It was so great. All of it was brilliant. Domestic Ichabod is a real thing, and I just... It was awesome. And so I put in my notes that he's cleaning and singing like some kind of Disney princess. He just needs some woodland creatures to help. <laughs> he really, yeah, you're right. He I mean, like, he, he, he was, because he was cheerfully cleaning. He did. Well, he was singing a sea shanty. Yes, he was. An actual, real sea Show shanty. Um, and for those of you who don't know what a shanty is, it is a work song. Yes. Um, like, I remember... Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. They sang. What was it they sang? Now it's totally left my brain. The rum song. Yeah. 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 And so anyway. Um, but he's singing a sea shanty by the name of Boston Harbor. It's an actual thing. It's a real song. And I found a link to it. And I will post in the show notes. But fair warning. The link auto plays when you go to it. Yeah. So if you don't like that kind of thing. Be, be warned. And I'll put another reminder to that in the show notes. Because you go to that this page and immediately this man starts singing the song but this page has the sheet music it's got the lyrics and the mp3 of it it's lovely and it's hilarious if you want to sit and listen to it it's great so yeah so ichabod's singing a real song and he is just cleaning with some gusto until abby finds him looking at her unmentionables which is a complete mistake well he was just trying to help he was trying to help and um so we find out that he's staying at abby's house and he's cleaning and cooking for her to make it up to her because when we were watching this we were tweeting tweeting we were texting with each other yes and they show him cleaning the house and i'm sitting there going is it is it yes it is it's abby's house i recognize the kitchen yeah the countertops are the same yeah 
Um, because we have not seen much of her home beyond that little one scene with her and Andy in the kitchen. Yeah, that was all we've seen. And so this, she's got a nice house. She's got a lovely little house for a little sheriff mm-hmm. officer. Oh my gosh, that's a nice house. But he is staying with her. Oh my god, and it's great. And, and I thought we would never ever see her house. And I was like, this is all I ever wanted in life. The t- the two of them living in oh sin. Oh my gosh, they are living in sin. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. They've already, he's befouled the kitchen. I don't even care. <laughs> he cooks. He did cook. And he, um, he made Bedfordshire Clanger. Which we both looked up. Now, you like to cook. Yes, I do. I cannot stand cooking. Yes. But I looked it up because it's what I do for research. Right. And you looked it up because you wanted to know what it was. Yes. And it is, it is like a, um, a savory slash sweet pastry. Right, because one half of it's the meaty meat and potato side, and yeah. the other side's like fruit. Yeah, I saw the recipe. I saw had pear. That's that's the one I found. And is it the Food Network UK? I think so. Okay, yeah. But um, but from what I was reading in the comments, it's not supposed to be pear. It's supposed to be apple. Okay. Because apple is what's more was more commonly for the around. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, but basically, it's a hot pocket. It's a fancy hot pocket. Well, actually, it's not a fancy hot pocket because it's for working people. Yeah. But it's like a, it's a pastry, but the pastry is made with suet, which is like beef fat. Okay. And so I was like, eh, plus I don't do well with doughs and stuff anyway, but you actually I pointed out. They make puff pastry sheets. <laughs> they do. So I, I might make this. Um, but if yeah, I do, we'll post pictures. We do. <laughs> okay. We do have, that would be awesome. Yeah. We do have a. Uh, I have a recipe, and you found a recipe. We'll have to find out if we found the same recipe, but um, it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. It's a Bedfordshire clanger, except what he pulls out of the oven that's burned... Is not that. Is not a Bedfordshire clanger. It's, like we said, it's supposed to be like this Hot Pocket-looking thing. Yeah. But what he pulls out looks like a casserole. Yeah, it does. It may have had a puff pastry crust on it, like a top. Ooh, that's true. He could have done a something like that. Like a, yeah. Yeah, but the whole point of the 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 Bedfordshire clanger is the the puff paste the pastry on the outside was supposed to protect it from workers' dirty hands. Yeah, because they didn't is, actually eat it. It is a common folk food, and um, so I kind of question the fact that he even knows this recipe because number one, dudes generally did not cook then, and number two, he was but an he aristocrat. was single. That's he yeah. was single through much of that. Yeah, so I don't know, but I'll take it because he's cooking. And it's adorable. I will take it. But he burns it. But he burns it. And so um, they talk about being good roommates to each other, which is, you know, knowing their boundaries, which I was like, there are no boundaries. And they bring up, love thy neighbor, don't pull down your own hedge. Yeah. Which is a Ben Franklin quote. Of course it is. Of course. But it really, really is. And um, is. so Abby, uh, Abby's not mad at him or anything about burning stuff. And so she's like you know what, let's use somebody else's kitchen. And he looks confused, and then she's like, take out. I wrote it out because I want to remember this. Yeah. If you can't stand the heat, use someone else's kitchen. There you go. I want to use that all the time now. Because I don't like to cook. Yeah, exactly. Cooking for me is like... A chore. Oh, I can't stand it. I just... (laughs) It's not fun to me. Yeah. Um, I will clean the kitchen all day long, because you know how I love cleaning. But I just don't want to cook it. But I just... If you can't stand the heat, you someone else just get. okay. And there this is all we wanted. This at this point, the show could have ended after yep. the five minutes, and would've we would have been happy. I would have been so happy. It was everything we've ever wanted from this show. <laughs> it was so great. 
So yeah, my little shipper heart was happy. It was so so exciting. Well, no, we get some we get some bit later that there's even more. Better. There's more. Yeah. Um. So we move on to Pandora, and um, she's talking to her creepy plant, and she promises it more fear so it can grow, and she goes to her box. And she calls something oozy and black out of it that turns into a shadow. She's really, really nice to that box. Yeah. Yeah. She's so nice to it. Like it, like you said um, in the first episode, it goes back to it's almost like this mothering kind of. It's very of, maternal. Yeah. How she treats this box. And, and the plant, too. Yes. It's really weird. Um, And so it follows her out. And she leaves whatever the hell ruins she's okay. using as a base, which I don't so, know what those are. So... I still think they're near where Ichabod was buried in that cave. Because sure, why not? Um, because reasons. Because <laughs> I want to believe it. Head cannon. There you go. Um, but what that. bothers me is she walks out of, and it's like this castle in the side of a cliff or some crap. Yeah, yeah. And she walks out, and she's got the two torches burning outside, in the daylight. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when you're magicy magic, it doesn't matter. Why? Because she can't. Does she want to? She like miss. Miss Charlotte was asking, does she want people to know she's there? Don't know. That's a good point. Because isn't that like, you know, a sign, hello, we're Somebody's home. here. Yeah. If she's like... Evil in, plant in this, residence. I know. If this is not... If this is like her secret cave, shouldn't she be like... Secret? Not... I... <laughs> well, me. and judging by how much power I think she probably has, she probably could have glamoured it. That's possible. So Well, she does glamour herself. Yeah. Because we see her walking... Um, because she comes out in the full cloak with the hood and everything. And then right. she goes behind some trees. And she comes out in some modern clothes. which With, with some glasses. Which the... Well, the third time she comes out in glasses. Yeah, because it's, it's piece by piece she, she goes modern. Right. Which the idea behind how they did that was great. Mm-hmm. Except when she goes behind the trees for the first time. And she comes out on the other side. It's like she moves five feet closer to the camera. Oh, I didn't notice it's, that. Yeah, she's like way off in the distance, and then she goes behind some trees, and then you're right up on her. Okay. I'm like, yeah, that kind of loses the illusion. Yeah. They should have kept her, either kept her up close, or kept, or her. kept her far away, and maintained that. But yeah. they just didn't keep the, and that's just bad directing. Yeah. I didn't Sorry. even notice that. Yeah, it bothered me. I was like, I like her glasses. But the glasses were great. Yeah. Because that but, was the touch. But I did notice her hair is long. And when she saw Abby in the bar with her modern clothes, it was short. Yeah, because you asked when we were you were texting. You said, wasn't her hair short before? Mm-hmm. And it was. Those are the things I noticed. Well, I didn't see her feet, so I didn't notice any shoes. So <laughs> I bet she has good shoes, though. Probably. Um, so that's all we see of Pandora. And we go to... I'm still not clear on where this is. I looked up a couple different sites... Um, some people were calling it City Hall. I almost got the impression that it was more like a train station. Yeah, because Ichabod says at one point other commuters. Yeah. But I got the impression that it was like a City Hall courthouse kind of thing, too. Okay. So I, I was very confused as to what this location was. I don't know where it was, but this guy shows up. and he, Maybe it's both. It is a small town. Yeah. That's well, true. and the, the you see from inside, it, so it's backwards on the glass. It says Terrytown. Yeah, it does say Terrytown. I just I it don't, says Terrytown something. So I don't know. Well, never. All I saw was Terrytown. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Not no courthouse, no train station, no bus station, no nothing. Yeah. So I don't know what this building was. If anybody has any ideas, let us know. Or you know, with something behind it. Yeah. 
Because like I said, I looked a couple different places and everybody kind of saw it's something very different. very confusing as to where this place is. So, um, so this guy has a uh, conversation on the phone about telling what they know and, and he's scared about it. And Pandora interrupts him. And apparently she's invested in some real estate because she's at this coffee shop, wherever the fuck they are. And um, which a coffee shop could be in either one of those places. Exactly. Exactly. And so she um, she asks him about uh, getting phone coverage. She's like, you have to show me your trick. I can never get phone. Show me a, share here. your secret with share me. Share your secret with me. Yes. And um, he's like, yeah, whatever. And so he continues talking. But she's becoming more of a character here because she's she's talking more yeah so we're learning more about her personality yes and um she starts talking to uh, presumably the shadow monster yeah but i was like can this be the coffee shop au that we deserve it is oh (laughs) man that would have been great (laughs) um but she sent uh she sends her little shadow friend after him uh just as he's about to call or he's calling the fbi he gets put on hold. He asks for an agent. And how do you just call the FBI? Just call them. You pick yeah, up the I didn't phone. know you could just go. Let me do talk they have to an a number. Agent. I guess he'd have to look up his field office. His field that 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 well not the, the right office. Uh, not the I know f- you're still fake one that they made up, but the right office does have a phone number listed. Um, and so this guy has a secret, and apparently the shadows after it, and um. Pandora also mentions, she's like, oh, these mortals. So she does not consider herself a mortal. So it's, I I get, she is exceedingly powerful. So I don't know what the hell she is, but she ain't a mortal. Um, And so the shadow, uh, it like sees the guy's secrets as it comes near. He like gets flashes of a conversation between him and some coworkers. Um, and then it does the whole whispery, creepy, secrets kill business. Mm-hmm. And the guy is dead. He, he like, sends a shadow through his heart, and the guy's dead. There is a field FBI field office in our town. Is there? Yes, there is. Okay. Can we just call and ask for an agent? I'm trying to see if but then we I would have get to talk any to kind of... Well, I'm trying to see if, if it's something we could... That that's, it's that easy to do. Yeah. Because um, neither one of us want to actually talk to people. Nor do I want to be like, hey, I was just checking for my podcast. Well, here's a 866 number. There you go. Um, but that's, it says, of course, this is the website. If immediate danger, call 911. Yeah. In the, in the U.S., that's. That's just a disclaimer. I believe in, in, in England, it's. 999. 999. Yeah. Um, if it's an imminent danger. But apparently, it's not that difficult to get. Okay. Well, I'll give them that then to get through so i don't know why he contacted the fbi instead of the police but whatever that's fine well his secret that he's covering up it's a federal it's a county was it a county mm-hmm. so i don't know well but, but abby works for the fbi so exactly that's that's what i figured i it mean was. come on um and so we go maybe back- he didn't know i don't know so he just went FBI. as high as he thought he needed to go could be better safe than sorry i guess yeah which, as we see later, he went with sorry. So yeah, yeah. So the guy's dead. Um, and so we go to Abby and. Ichabod. So did he get scared to death? Yeah, that's what I got from it. Is that what that was? Yeah. So we're doing fear. Yeah. Because they're saying heart attack, kind of. But and she said, she said, uh, Pandora, when she was talking to her plant, that she was going to give it more fear. Okay. 
Because I wasn't really sure what it was that actually killed him. Because we didn't see, like, strangulation. We didn't see... But yet, like, she tells the shadow to draw it out. Shadow did not draw it out. No, no. But Shadow's been put away for a little while. Yeah, Shadow, Shadow needed to eager. get some. Shadow, Shadow was Shadow eager. was, you know, kind of pre-ejaculated, premature, premature <laughs> ejaculation there. I'll say it. Because <laughs> um, I'm going there. It happens to every monster sometimes. It does. And as you get older. Because um, <laughs> he's been around a while. That's true. That's true. We find he's like over 200 years old or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It's been a little, it's been a hot minute. So Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we go to Abby and Ichabod, and they're eating Chinese food, which feels terribly familiar, and I love it. Okay, now, yes, it does feel terribly familiar, and I like familiar, but why is it in American television, takeout equals Chinese? I don't know. In every American show that I can recall watching, anytime they talk Chinese about food. getting takeout, it's Chinese. Yeah. Where in British shows, it's always called takeaway. Takeaway, yeah. And it's almost always Indian food. Or Thai. Or Indian Thai. Or Thai, yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Although, you know, you just can't find Chinese delivery around these parts. That is the one kind of delivery I have. And it's one I can't get. I know. And you live closer to city things I live than in, I do. Yeah, I live closer in town than you do. And yeah. Well, I think that place delivers, but I'm always too scared to ask. Because the last place that used to deliver Chinese to me back at my apartment. Yeah. They quit delivering oh. on me, and I called one time to ask for delivery, and they were like, yeah, no, no, delivery, and I'm like, no, and I hate calling people anyway, so. Yeah. But yeah, it's so, it's like takeout equals Chinese. Yeah. And I'm like, what are pizza? Yeah, that's true. So um, they have Chinese food. Um, and they're talking about Granger's replacement. So who's going to be Abby's new boss? And um, this is where um, Ichabod brings up that, like, Abby's always been really good at balancing her police work with her witness duties. And Abby's like, yeah, I don't want to do that forever. And um, she's really, she wants to keep trying to get on with her life. Yeah. She wants to keep trying to have a normal a life. life. And I'm like, oh, honey, that's just not going to happen. Well, no, but she's trying. She is trying. And so she says that she's building a life for herself here. And um, they can't really talk about it anymore because then she gets a call about the dead guy. Um. And she brings Ichabod with her. We do see some overhead scenes of Sleepy Hollow. We do. We do. Um, which I did kind of miss it. I I hate... It's bad enough that we've lost our familiar sets. Yeah. From seasons one and two of Sleepy Hollow. But seeing this overview again helps a little bit. It, it does. It feels familiar. It does. And um, so they... Uh, <laughs> they go to this train station, city hall, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> this place that we don't know what it is. And lo and behold, there's an old friend from Abby's Academy time there. Well, Agent Daniel Reynolds. Well, and Ichabod is there with her mm -hmm. uninvited. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And um, it turns out that he's Granger's replacement. Oh, yeah. And Ichabod introduces himself. And... Reynolds immediately calls out. He's like, I don't see why this is historical. This is historically relevant. And Ichabod is so, so, so transparent because he's like, Abby and I were home eating. And then she got the call at her home where I was with her at the place where she sleeps and lives. And I've seen her unmentionables. And, <laughs> and he was like, and he stands closer to he her. He steps over towards her yep. very protectively. And like I said, he may as well have peed on her. Yeah, it was totally marking his territory mine? like mine. my Abby. Mine. 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 
Yeah. Fine. And I was totally fine with that because I was like, mm hmm. And um, the subtext. Oh my God. He's all so kinds great. of jealous. And I'm surprised he didn't shout, like, my Abby at the top of his lungs <laughs> and push him away. Uh huh. Mine. <laughs> and um, Abby says that they're just roommates, which I'm like, don't lie, Abby. Well, but they are. Now. It's not a. Well, for now. If they got together, it would be the end of the show and you know it. So, can I think that they're secretly banging and just not showing it to yes. us? Yes. Okay. So, they're secret banging. And, um. There's fanfic for that. So. She was like, uh, which, we need some fic wrecks, man. People need yeah. to wreck us some, some Ica Abby fix. I could use some. It'd be good. Um, and so, um, she was like, well, Ichabod was just heading home. And he was like, I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so, um. He, you know, uh, he, she gets kind of Ichabod out of the way, which you had some thoughts about. Well, yeah, I was reading some other reviews online, because I like to see what other people think. Yeah. Uh, about this particular scene, and I read in one article where somebody thought she was shooing Ichabod off so that she could catch up with Daniel, and that's not what I read at all. No, that's not what I got from it either. What I read into this scene was that she knew Ichabod wasn't supposed to be there. This is a federal crime scene. Her new boss just showed up. She's trying to get him out of the way and out of trouble. Yeah. For both of them. Yeah. I did not see that she was just trying to get rid of him. I didn't think so either. I got that nod at all, because in this same scene... They were talking about, she says, um, duty comes first. Yeah. She makes it very clear that she is not up for, like, rekindling whatever they have. Exactly. That sounded very much subtext as the job comes first. Yep. Yeah. That's what I got from it, too. And now that you're my boss. Yeah. I'm off limits. That's what I got from that. And she reiterates it later, too. Yeah. So, Um, I don't know where they got that from. Yeah, that's and and that's that's where I was thinking. Somebody like, who does not see Ica Abby apparently because there was absolutely no reason for Ichabod to be there that made any kind of sense other than you know the little puppy dog trailing along yeah. behind her, which he is. Yes. Um, but Reynolds apologizes for not telling her that he was coming, but apparently it was a last minute thing. And I don't really remember what else he said because he, he calls said, her abs, and he I said, was upset about that. Yeah, he said he just got off the pl- like literally yeah. just got off the plane. Yeah. So, and I was just mad about calling her abs because I was like, don't do that. <laughs> I don't like that. Now, if Ichabod called her that, that'd be cool. But I don't know who you. He are. would never ever call her abs. No, he never would. No, he's called her Abby like twice. Well, in the same scene, he has to correct himself from saying a lieutenant. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So, but before Ichabod can actually, like, leave, because I figured, you know, Abby's his ride, um, he he goes outside. He got around pretty well in seasons one and two. That's true. I mean, he got all the way to England and back by himself. <sighs> With no money. He might can... I still haven't figured that out. Yeah. If somebody can explain to the money the money situation to us, we would be very grateful. Because, you know, Abby didn't fund me. that trip. No. That bothers me. Um, but Ichabod goes outside and he sees something shadowy on the opposite building. Um, and Pandora comes up and she talks to him about how unique the building's facade is. And he's like, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, where's Abby? He's more occupied with the shadow monster. And just as Pandora's leaving, Abby's coming up and she comes out with him and Ichabod's like, yeah, we had some supernatural goings on that were responsible for this death. I, I saw something weird. She immediately accepts it. Yeah, she does. At least she doesn't try to fight it. And, um... To the archives. To the archives. 
And so we go to the archives. Yay! And Ichabod does research, but Abby wants to talk about Reynolds. I don't, she doesn't really want to talk about it. She's just musing out loud. Yeah. Or she's definitely distracted. Yeah, because she's like, geez, this had to happen. Because he's looking for references to creatures of shadows and darkness, and Abby's wondering about which is worse, evil returning to Sleepy Hollow or Daniel Reynolds as her boss. Yeah. And Crane says something about, uh, she says something about how he's one of the reasons why she got through the Academy so fast. They pushed each other. Yeah. Crane says competition is a strong motivator. Mm-hmm. If that's not subtext. I don't know what the hell it I is. I don't know what subtext is. Yep. And he tries to ask her about him. Yeah. He says that, because um, I, I quoted it, he sent something more than professional about them. Mind your business. And that's exactly what she tells him. And she's like, yeah, you mind your own business. And um, so he's, uh, Ichabod is planning on getting the archives designated as a national landmark. Because she sees papers on his desk. Yeah. And he's like, I have a plan. I have. And I'm glad that they're. Addressing this. Keeping that in the show. They didn't just let it fall by the wayside. Yeah. That he's trying to save the archives, which I think is. He needs a freaking hobby. He does. Bless his heart. He needs something outside. I mean, okay, yes, him and Abby belong together. Let's just... Yeah, we all know that. Let's leave that argument alone there. That's what it is. But still, even when you're in a relationship with somebody, you still need your own life. Oh, definitely. It's very, very important. So it's good to see him doing something other than being a witness and being Abby's sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because he did this all on his own. And so I'm, I'm excited. Without Abby's help. Yeah, I'm excited about Ichabod's this. Ichabod's growing up. I know, our little baby. Um, and so they... And his, they his colonial soul. His colonial soul. Does this mean I have a Victorian soul? Because yeah. I need me some Victorian era There you go. Garbage. Because <laughs> he's our colonial trash can. He is a colonial trash can. I love him so much. Um, and so they get... Uh, they listen to the, uh, the call Everett made to the FBI... Yes, because apparently Abby is now an audio expert. She is. Apparently. What? See, I think we're we're going to chalk up any new skill she learned to that she learned it at Quantico. Well, she was doing stuff like this before, though. That's true. There was That's another true. recording that they listened to. I think it was the one in, was it in Mama? No, I'm not talking. No, it was Jenny that was doing the one, was doing the the uh, 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 voicemail that Frank left. Yeah, but, but there, there was there one was where another Abby reversed one. it or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Abby's I, an audio expert. Okay, but literally that would be a whole other department. That would be forensics or some shit. Yeah. And they're doing it to save time. Yeah. But it's just so weird. Yeah. And I also look at it like if Abby found that and she isn't an expert, then the FBI is going to find this. Well, sure. So Sure, y- but they they really need some other little character to do stuff like this. To be this. their tech expert. We've got Nigma mm-hmm. in Gotham. Right. In um, yeah, because in Castle, they have uh, a woman that she's not in every single episode, but she's their video audio expert. Yeah, that they go to. It's not always one of the guys. Yeah, it's a different person. You can't expect everybody to have every single skill set just in the main characters. Well, apparently they do. So, so there you go. So Abby is an audio expert, and so uh, it's just kind of ridiculous. But it whatever. is. It is. And they isolate this whispering, because of course it's whispering. And um, at first I thought they did not hear the uh, the conversation, because the flashback that we saw of Everett talking to two other people, 
the captioning picks it up for me. Right. And it's kind of hard to hear it. At first, I thought they didn't pick up on it because they didn't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. They didn't go, holy shit, we're hearing like a conversation with three people. But they do reference it later. Well, he, Ichabod asks, is it other commuters? Yeah. This is where he says commuters. And this is where I'm thinking it could be a train station. Okay, that's where that is. And um, they do very clearly hear the secret business at the end. And I will kill for secrets. Kill for, it says kill for secrets, kill for secrets, I will kill. Yeah. I think is what it says. But yeah, you have to have closed captioning on to pick it all up. Yeah. Or you don't, you can't hear it. Yeah. It's weird. So basically, it's like the Cookie Monster, but with secrets and evil. <laughs> the Cookie secret, Monster secret, is secret, secret, secret. Well, the Cookie Monster went to the dark side. We all know this. Because they had cookies, so, man. Yes, they did. So Ichabod um, finds something uh, referenced in Grace's journal. Okay, so. Which is what we both had problems with it, too, as did Miss Charlotte. Yeah, Miss Charlotte was not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Um, Ichabod mentions... He remembers something from reading Grace Dixon's journal. Mm-hmm. And why Why is Ichabod... Well, okay, first of all, Ichabod has an eidetic memory. Anything yeah. that he's read, he's going to remember it. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. We go back to that. And that's something that was established early in the show. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. My problem is, why isn't Abby the one... Because she's poured over it? that journal. Well, here's my theory. Um, the first episode of season three was very much a parallel of the pilot. Yeah. And I think this is kind of a continuation of that, where Abby doesn't want anything to do with the supernatural stuff in, during our hiatus. She was moving on to the FBI, moving on with her life, while Ichabod was the one seeking it out. Yeah. So it's on his mind, but she's kind of pushed it towards the back of her head. Yeah. She's not really thinking about it. So so it's kind of like she's, where they're showing that she's still kind of running, a, been kind of hesitant running away from it, where yeah. he's embracing it. And that goes back to the parallels that we've seen. So you this think This is a soft, this is really a soft reboot. Yeah, that's true. Of the show, which I don't, I don't necessarily like that. Yeah. But it's what I'm going with. And I'm glad that they didn't forget about Grace, that they brought that back. Yes, that is that is Abby's true. heritage, because we did so much of Ichabod's bullshit oh, God, in season we? two. Um, but I'm glad that they're bringing Grace back. But yeah. uh, they did need a soft reboot of the show, but boy, are they going yeah. whole hog. Like I said, I don't necessarily like it, but it's the best answer I can come up with. Okay. As I, to I why would, it's Ichabod reading from Grace Dixon's journal and not Abby. I would hope it's something like that rather than just... Ichabod's the smart one, and he comes up with this stuff. Well, he is the researcher. But Abby should be his more job. connected to the journal. To the journal. Is. I think so, too. Or Jenny. Or Jenny, yeah. Or Jenny should have the journal. Yeah. I don't see why it's in Ichabod's possession at all. Yeah. Why they would even... Well, surely they would have given him permission. He would never have read it without permission, but... Yeah. That's... It's the best I can come up with, so... Um, so Hope that helps. So, uh, Grace apparently heard that General Howe... Uh, who was a British commander, had, um, quote-unquote, raised a whispering wraith in order to root out colonial spies. Yeah. Uh, General Howell, 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 H-O-W-E is how it's spelled. Um, He was commander-in-chief, head dude in charge of stuff in occupied New York City. That was an easy search. Um, That was his title, head dude in charge of stuff? Head dude in charge of stuff. He was actually a vice count. He was fifth vice count. Oh, wow. So he uh, he was aristocracy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was in charge of the British occupation. In okay. More th- and I checked the timeline. It's like 1775, so it was before 
Ichabod died. So the timeline matches up this time. Okay. But Ichabod talks about uh, Marcus Collins. Yes, because apparently the Wraith was um, a human host bonded with a demonic shadow, and Marcus Collins was the guy that was turned into this thing. I couldn't find anything on any Marcus Collins in history, but uh, other than Marcus Collins was somebody who was on the X Factor recently. I don't know what that's about. I don't follow. Um, but this this kind of goes along with what they've done in the past, which is they don't demonize a existing, like a real life person. They do avoid that. Now they, they did the painter, kinda... the painter serial killer they had. They made up. They made a guy up for that. Right. They did kind of villainize. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Not victimize, but villainize uh, General Howe. But at he, the same time, he was in charge of the British Army. He yeah. would have been trying to seek out British spies. He's already seen as a bad guy by Americans. Well, yeah, he was. I could see that that would be a thing, and that's yeah. what you would do in that position. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I have no idea who this Marcus Collins guy could possibly have been. Couldn't find him anywhere in history. He could be Misha Collins' great, great, great something. That's my theory. Except you know that that's not actually Misha Collins' name. That's true. So that's true. But he was not a friend to Ichabod. We, that was no, pretty fairly he was established. A and, and at one point, like he goes off, and Abby's like, "Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Don't hold back. Don't hold back." Um, so not a friend. So not a friend. Uh, not even a frenemy, man. He no. was just a full-on enemy. He was yep. a turncoat. Yep. And um, we get a we get a flashback of Crane going um, not undercover because that implies a disguise. Well, he is wearing the British uniform, he is. so he's and he's got some seriously long hair. Yeah, he does. And so he goes and visits Howe's place in New York. There's a there's a party there because he's going to rendezvous with Betsy Ross. Well, he is sent there to extract the spies. Yes, because uh, Marcus Collins has turned. And given up, uh, their their cover has been blown because he's given up names. And so he has a little dance with Betsy. And he warns her about Collins and that they need to get two other people out. Because she says that the footman over here and the and the violinist over here are our people. And we need to get them out. Never trust the violin player. Never trust the violin Never player. Never trust the violin player. Um, now, I have to say, while I'm not terribly impressed by Betsy Ross's character. Yeah. In all of the casting and everything before this season, they kept going on, Nikki Reed, Nikki Reed, Nikki Reed. While while I like her in this role better than I liked her in Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not terribly impressed with Betsy Ross. I'm not either. She comes off flat to me. Even Very with f- those big, huge boobs, she's still, yeah. <laughs> she's still flat. Which, you know, okay. like the idea of a badass lady spy... It was a great idea. Because in my head, you know who I'm thinking of. I have her on my shirt right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of Natasha Romanoff. Sure. Colonial style. Sure. Um, And I'm just not getting any cool Lady Spy vibes. I'm getting just, her character just seems very flat to me. And I don't know if it's Nikki's acting or if it's the way it's written. I'm just, Well, I'm glad she's staying in the past. Yes. that That has been my biggest fear. But I think one of the reasons why she feels so flat is because we're seeing her through Ichabod's eyes. That's a good point. In a flashback point of view, as opposed to seeing her as a character that's developing over time. Yeah. We're just seeing bits and pieces. Yeah. 
So it's a conflict in my heart that I don't want her in present time. I don't want character development. I don't want her, bring her to bring her into the story as a full-time character. I want her to stay in the past. But at the same time, her in the past is, is pretty boring. flat and boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Ichabod is awfully jealous. He is. And um, so she tells... This whole episode, there's lots of jealousy. Oh, everybody's jelly. Uh, so she te- <laughs> she tells Ichabod, she's like, I'll take care of Hal um, with her boobies. And uh, she'll meet him by the stables in an hour. And she does. Because he's got to get out of there because General Hal knows who he is. Right. And um, so she does meet him in her knickers and the general's she was jacket. Naked. And um, she <laughs> but she also finds the guy's bodies in the stable, the two the two guys that they were trying to warn, which I was like, how? Because she said, I will warn them and take care of General Howe. If she was right. with the general the whole time, shouldn't Ichabod have warned them? Well, she must have because they ended up in the state. They ended up at the rendezvous point. That's true. That's they true. were at the rendezvous point because it's the shadow that kills them. Yeah, not not the not, not the, the red, red coats. coats. Yeah, that's true. So she did warn them, and, and they did distracted Howell enough for them to get out. Okay, so that makes sense to me. Now she goes in there with a lantern. Yeah, and she sees the dead bodies. Which I didn't really pick up on to begin with. And she's... Other than her saying they're dead. Because they were all in shadow. Shadow. So her having the lantern, I really didn't pick up on the significance of that until later. Yeah. Um, And so she she sees the shadow creature. And she starts yelling at it. Now, did she see the shadow creature? Did she just think someone was in the shadows? I don't know. I don't think she saw the creature. Because that's, that's another question I had is... How much does Betsy know about the secret war? We know they're keeping... We don't know. They're keeping Ichabod an innocent little lamb. We don't know. But we know Washington and Franklin and and Jefferson knew all about it, so... And you know who else knew all about it? Who? Katrina. Katrina knew all about it. So here's my question. Is literally everybody around Ichabod in on the secret but him? Well, they couldn't tell him because he was a witness. Exactly. And they couldn't tell him until Abby came about. But my question is... When did this whole thing between Ichabod and Abby, no, Ichabod and Betsy, happen? Happen, because he turned basically a, kind of for Katrina, not totally, but he joined the the colonial side because of Katrina. Yeah, because of what he she laid out for him. Yeah, um, and the injustice that he saw the the Brits right. Then it was because of what she said and her pointing it out to him. Yep. So wasn't he falling in love with her at this time, but he's running around with Betsy? Yeah. And if he had been married to Katrina and doing while running around with Betsy, he this would not have no, he is not that kind of person. He would never no. he would never besmirch He would never let her get close enough to kiss him. Yeah, well he wouldn't bes- besmirch his own honor. No. Much less Katrina's. He's all about the honor. Right. So are they just ignoring that whole storyline? Well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If Don't we bring just Katrina back. Forget Katrina ever happened. I'm fine with that. But they seem to be just acting like it never happened. Yeah. And that's just kind of a big leap of yeah. Something. So I'm so I'm to answer your question. I'm not sure if she saw a shadow creature or if she just thought somebody was oh, in right, the yeah, shadows. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm thinking she thought somebody was in the shadows because she does immediately think it's Marcus Collins and she starts she calling him out by name. Yeah. And the only reason she leaves is because, like, soldiers are onto them, and Ichabod's, like, had to start the carriage, and he's like, come on, <laughs> Betsy! And she has to run, and, and they narrowly escape. Yep. 
so uh, we get a, we do get a nice shot of the wraith at that point, a full face shot of it, and I thought that was a, I thought it was a cool looking monster, one of the better ones. Yeah. So uh, we go back to present time, and based on what Abby and Ichabod heard of the conversation on the tape, they find a coworker of Everett's, this Richard Williams, and they think the creature is going to go after anybody else who knew the secret. Right. So, so they figure out the secret thing. Secret, secret, secret. Yeah, whatever. I don't even care about it. Secrety, secret, secret. Whatever. There are secrets happening, but I don't really. Yeah, I don't care about those. Care. Yeah. I think I paid more attention to the shadowy part in my rewatch. I did too. Because the first time we watched it, I was like, I don't even care. I don't even care. Just exactly. Get back to the domestic Ica Abbey, and I will be happy. Y'all cute and jealous, and I it love was it. So adorable. So I am excited though because we do go to Jenny. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jenny is getting her own story. She's being her badass Jenny that we know and love from the first season. Yes. This is the character we were introduced to. They, it's like they forgot about her. Yeah. She was just convenient another person when they when they needed her. Right. And so she's at Maybe's and she is searching for the Shard of Anubis online. And we see that she still has the rock that she found in the archives last episode. I told you that rock was going to come back. Yes, she did. I was like, they, they showed it. They too was prominently. far too prominently that they were showing that rock. So, because it, it became one of those things where she's like, and this was when she, uh, she was like, I stole a lot of stuff. <laughs> so she didn't even realize it was still there until recently. And so she gets a call from Joe Corbin, and she rushes back to her place, which is this trailer in the woods that has been ransacked okay so this is one of the things that miss charlotte asked about yeah why is she living in this little trailer in the woods here's my theory my theory is that jenny's trying to lay low Mm -hmm. so she's just has this quiet little thing going on in the in the woods here she's (laughs) my note said that she's in a living in a trailer in the middle of the backlit woods she is in the middle of the backlit woods those are the backlit woods so my theory is that she's trying to lay low she doesn't want a handout from her sister well, and, you know, I know they're reconciled. That doesn't mean that they will be good living together. That's very, very true. I could not see them living together. No, I see them. Their personalities are too different, right. I think. And I, I see Jenny as being too hard-headed to take a hand up and from her too sister. independent. I've gotten, yeah. along, I've gotten along by myself without you for this long. I don't need your help. Yep. And Abby's not going to be one to push her. Yeah. Now, Miss Charlotte's other question is why it wasn't booby-trapped. Yes. I don't think she's keeping anything of value. I don't think she is either. In that trailer. That she would know that place is not secure. Yeah. So there is no way she's keeping anything of value there in that little hole in the woods yeah. thing. So, But it's quiet and it's away from things. And she's been kind of, you know, laying low, like you said. That's my theory. She's not in the game anymore. As she says later. Yeah. And um, so apparently Joe came by to drop some things off from the cabin, which he did mention his father's cabin. So, so I'm guessing that's where Joe is. I suppose so. Which makes sense because we've been bitching about who the hell owns this cabin for like two seasons. <laughs> Glad Joe's the one who's taking it over. So um, hello. Although, you know, I, I will miss the cabin set a little but bit, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I think my favorite part about all this is that Jenny is back in the show proper. Yes. And they did bring in, uh, they brought in Joe, mm-hmm. who we knew was coming back after, if, you know, if you listen to our preview cast, we knew right. he was coming back. Um, but he's part of the family of sorts, even though when they introduced him, I had issues with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it was so sudden. It was like, oh, Corbin has a kid. You're like, what, what? Yeah. Um, but they didn't just bring in some new character like they did with Holly. Yeah. Who I really hope they resolve that storyline. I don't like the fact that he's still just hanging out there. Because I still, I liked Holly. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that they tried to replace other characters. Yeah, with, with him. With him, yeah. Um, but I do, I do want to see what happens with him. So I'm kind of glad that they brought somebody like Joe. Yeah. Back around. Yeah. And um, he seems to fit. He uh, he wants to know what she knows about how, why her place would have been searched like that because he makes a point of saying this looks like it was it was a search, not just vandalism. Right. Well, I want to know. Why, why is Joe not in the FBI? That is something I wanted to know, too, because we find out that he's an EMT. And the when we last saw him, he was asking Abby for a recommendation for Quantico. And that's actually where I thought they were going to go with this, because I, the part of me was like, is Joe going to be Abby's partner? Yeah, that was one of our one of our speculations. But he says he's been back for six months. He's been back in town for six months. So he's been back since three months after Ichabod took off. Right. That's the timeline I'm getting there. So, so did he just not like Quantico? Did he not make it to there? Where did he go if he didn't go to Quantico? And somehow he went from the Marines to being an EMT, which sounds so much like foreshadowing. Yeah. But what I do like about it is that they explained what Joe is doing now in one sentence. Yes. How many times in season two did we go on and on about all they have to do is say one sentence to explain. And we would have understood. Where's Jenny? Where is Jenny? Where is Jenny? Where is she doing? What's going on with her? Right. All they had to do was one little sentence like this. Yeah. And it explained, would have explained a lot. Well, here, they did explain what Joe is doing now. Yeah. That he's an EMT. We got it. We're good to go. And but I still feel like the fact that he's an EMT is foreshadowing. Well, and I liked it, though, because some and somebody mentioned, I think I was reading on Tumblr, somebody was like, oh, my God, the team has a medic now. I know, right? Well, and I will say, it's not like we had one before, because every time Katrina tried to heal somebody, she was like, they're too far gone. Um, well, it's because she kept repeating the same words over and over <laughs> in Romani Greek, which, as we all know, doesn't work. So, so I'm glad we've got we've got a medic now on, on Team Anti-Apocalypse. Somebody's going to get hurt, though. I know. Just don't make them a couple. Yeah. Yes. I am. I am still a little wary about that, because they make a point of in the first episode we saw Joe in Abby used to babysit for him. I mean, they treat they all kind of treat he's Corbin a little like brother. he was. Yeah, he's he's their little brother. He's yeah. like the Mills he's brother family. that never was. Yeah, if him and Abby, I mean, if him and Jenny were to ever get together, it's got to be you're going to have to build that up. Yeah. Cuz I just don't see it. And I don't think it's necessary. I'm fine with them being partners? Yes. Yes. Um so <sighs> He asks her about this, and she deflects, like, the typical Mills sister that she is, and she doesn't want to involve him in that side of things. Nope. And she says that, because he was like, well, Dad involved y'all, and she, and she makes a good point. She says, Abby and I were only involved because we were born into it. We were yep. already involved, whether he took us under his wing or not. Right. And so she said that Corbin wouldn't have wanted this for him. Uh, he wouldn't have wanted him involved in this kind of stuff. And so um, Joe kind of, he gets out of her all, all she'll basically commit to is saying, I'll look around to see who might have done this. Because he, he says to her, you had to have known what this was about, her, the ransacking of her, her home. Yeah. Um, and she's like, 
I'll make some calls. She's very non-committal. Yeah. She really doesn't want to bring Jenny. She doesn't want to bring him into this. Yeah. And which is weird because boy, they brought Holly in right quick. Yeah, they did. Like they forced him into it. But Holly wasn't a little brother, so That's true. Because I mean, say what they will and he might not like it, but Corbin did not involve him on purpose. And no, I know, and, and they're, they're respecting that. And I know he feels excluded because, you know, he brought the sisters in, but they made a very good point. We were in this whether Corbin They didn't have a choice. And Corbin probably, Corbin only really got involved in it because of the sisters. Yes. It was the other way around. Yeah, they brought him into it. Where Joe seems to feel like that Corbin brought the girls Corbin into it. Corbin was the ringleader. But no, the, Corbin got into it because you know of these little girls and somebody had to get involved and he chose to be the one and yeah. Corbin's just a lovely lovely human being yeah um and so Joe leaves and we see somebody watching him from the woods as he dun, dun, dun. and we go back to Ichabod and Abby and they go visit this Williams guy and the shadow comes a call in too well sure they knew he would yeah and so it attacks them both and it's got that shadow heart thing so Abby's trying to shoot it yeah has she not learned? It does not go well. Unless she's got some special bullets in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, honey. And so they uh, they have the shadow heart thing and they both have secrety flashbacks. Which was kind of cute. And not cute, but... Ichabod's is something about names and Abby we see taking pictures of somebody. She's being all creepy stalky. And so uh, the shadow races off after Williams after he drives off. Um, rather than finish Ichabod and Abby off, which I thought was well, nice. Yeah, convenient. And it forces Williams to drive into a tree as he runs away, and now he did too. So yes. did did. And we see Abby and Ichabod. Don't drive cars in Sleepy Hollow. There you go. That's Just the takeaway here. Just don't do it. Because there was the uh, the uh, the witchy episodes. Yeah, Blood Moon, Cerilda. Cerilda. Yeah, she's the whole car the guy. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't drive cars in Sleepy Just Hollow. Don't do it. Don't do it. And so we see Abby and Ichabod leaving the scene of the wreck a little while later, and Abby's going to go search the house, and Ichabod's going to go check the archives. To the archives again. And so Abby goes to the into play. the house, and she alone, alone in the dark, in the dark with a flashlight, even though it's daytime and the house has electricity, and no gloves, and no gloves, and she just goes for this piece of the floorboard and starts prying it open i know they had to save time but still well but why is she alone yeah and have no gloves and what the flashlight i i I was like there was no reason to have a flashlight it's ridiculous it really is it's bad enough that she always goes places without backup but this was way over the top especially the no gloves thing yeah that really bothered you don't fbi agents like carry gloves in their pockets i thought they did so and she finds the sheaf of paper under the floorboards and she's interrupted by Reynolds. She hides it as soon as he walks in the door. She does. She tries to shoot him, but you know, whatever. And he's like, I'm a friendly. And I'm like, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. And um, Give him a chance. <laughs> we find out chance. they were a thing at the Academy. Yeah, this which, is where we found out. A co- but we, already, we knew that. Yeah, we already we, knew that. We totally already knew that. And, and Abby is very, very closed off from him. She is. And she says, right away, she says, this. It, it, it's in the past. Mm-hmm. And that it won't interfere with, with, you know, their working relationship now. And he tells her to, he's like, you're chasing something down, aren't you? I'm going to trust your instinct. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to turn into anything. Yeah, because a heart attack 
and a car accident really aren't related. Aside from the fact that they knew each other. And so he's like, you're chasing something down, aren't you? And she's like, I don't know what it is, though. And he's like, trust your gut and go for it. So I, I did so think that was nice. They've investigated some stuff before together. Mm-hmm. And I, my big problem with this is in the short time frame where they're only at the Academy for what we, we figured out it was like uh, four months, four months. They're at the Academy and they've had time to work together well enough to know each other that well and have a relationship. And at the Academy, it's not like they let you go solve real cases. No, it's all situational. Yeah. So I, that that was, I think, my big issue with this. Your big issue with that is because he's not Ichabod. I know well, what your that. issue is. Don't lie to me. But did you notice this guy has scruffy scruff too? He's got a, he's well, got facial hair. The scruffy's in. I know. The scruffy in the suit. It's it's a it's, it's a, a thing. thing. Although although Ichabod was showing a hell of a lot more chest. Oh my god. It was so nice. So much chest. Aww. It was like porn. He was <laughs> naked. Put some clothes on. He was naked. <laughs> It was so weird to see that much chest on him. And by weird, I mean awesome. That was pretty nice. But yeah, so... Uh, I mean, what? So he <laughs> he gives her leave to... Look, an elevator. ...investigate. And um, so we go to uh, this parking garage, and some weird dude is stalking Joe. Yellow car. Yellow car. And he, for some reason, very easily knocks the Marine down. I know. And just pops him in the trunk. He, like, opens his car door hard on him, and he collapses. And, uh, well, first of all, Joe was stupid enough to stand that close to the car. He's like, what do you want? You got a problem, man? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, where are you, 12? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Um, Because all men are 12. All men are 12. Come on, deep down inside, all men are 12. Yeah. And for some men, that's a little generous. I'm I'm 12. Yeah. I am too. I'm 12. So, yeah, this was way too easy. Cause it was jo- way Joe too easy. Joe is a Marine. Easy. And a newly returned Marine. He's been back, like, what, like a year? Maybe. Well, looking, let's see. If, if we're looking was, at real time. If our time gap between seasons was nine months, and he was, what, halfway through season two? Mm. Early season two? He was early season two, like episode so, four or five, I think. It'd be about a year. Yeah. That he's been back. So, I mean, it's not like Marines. he's a Marine that's been, you know. No. He, he, and he's been an EMT, so he's had some new he's training. Quite well into shape, so yeah, that was way too easy. He's just an idiot. Uh, so we go back to Abby, and she is uh, at the archives with him with Ichabod. And she lays out the evidence that they found. Yeah, she's looking through the documents, and that so she it found. turns out that Williams and Everett discovered that the city comptroller Arthur Wiseman was embezzling money from the county pension plan for the employees. So, yeah, well, that would be city yeah. plus county. That could be a federal case. Potentially. Because that's two different jurisdictions. Yeah. So. Eh. Yeah. But who do you call for county? Ghostbusters? Wait, what? <laughs> if you were involved in something like this. Yeah. Would who you, do you trust call, the municipal Who police? do you call at the county? I would not trust our county. No. Well, there's a difference between the one we live in and the one we work in. That's true. Because um, uh, the one we work in, well, the one I work in, I wouldn't trust them to, as far as I could throw them. And that's a big county. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I wouldn't trust the county. It's conceivable he could contact the FBI. I, yeah, I don't, it just seems really weird. Yeah. Once you pointed it out, I was like, mm, you made me yeah. think about it and I don't like it no more. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and um, so they figure that the Wraith is trying to hide the secret. Um, and Is go- he trying to hide the... Is the Wait, who's trying to hide the secret? Like, hide it by killing everybody involved. So is he trying to hide the secret, or is he trying to... Just get fear un- secret power. I don't really understand what his whole I don't point know that, was. I don't know that what Pandora's motivation... I, I, from what I gathered from the beginning of the episode, she just wants fear. But the... Okay, in the flashbacks, the Wraith was created... To uncover to the secret. To uncover secrets... But it seems to be hiding. It's very confusing. yeah, because they were they were understand. about to go public with it. Yeah, and it's now attacking anybody that knows. So I don't. It's it's loose. It makes no sense. And yeah. by the way, I did try to do some looking up on whispering wraiths and whatnot. And Lord of the Rings doesn't count. So, <laughs> um, it was it's the, a ring wraith. It, well, you look up whispering wraith on Google. The first thing that pops up is a Lord of the Rings article. So yeah, uh, yeah it just doesn't pan out so i just don't and so they're like oh it's about it's about the secret and ichabod admits that that when he uh had when the shadow was like attacking them he has a secret (gasps) and it's the worst most boring secret ever it was pretty bad is he had a moment of doubt like he got captured and he was asked for he was asked for the names he was asked to name names basically and he would get a full pardon and of the spies yeah and he considered it for a moment. And I'm like, Jesus, Ichabod, that's the most boring secret. But he's felt guilty about it ever since. I mean, this yes. is Ichabod. He is He feels so, guilty about everything. He is so lawful good. He would feel guilty about guilt. So yeah. Um, yeah. he is so lawful good. And so Abby, Abby looks at him. <laughs> and I love the look on her face because she's like, well, you didn't do it. And he's like, well, of course not. I escaped and I put it behind me, but I thought about it. And she's like, anyway, because all right, let's move on. And he asks her basically like, "Okay, I showed you mine. Show me yours. So how do you feel? And she's like, so anyway, what we need to do is that there's a secretary that that knew uh, the secret and we need to go protect her. Susan James. But Ichabod points out that they are now targets. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, you you cracked the case and then you told me, so we know the secret now, too. So we're we're on the list, too. Yeah. Boy, again, this whole side story with the shadow creature, I just, what? I don't care. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's very loose. It's very side story Yeah, this is not the main feature of no, this episode. it's not. And so we see Pandora again, and she summons the Wraith again. Okay, that is a seriously clear pool mm-hmm. for an underground cave. Forget mm-hmm. the fact that there's a light in there, but, you know, <laughs> it's a very clear pool. Magic? Whatever. There are no rules. See, we're just not used to the fact that she knows how to use magic because Katrina was such a horrible, horrible magic <sighs> practitioner. Well, Pandora's not a witch. She does spells. We don't know what she is. We don't know. But that's the thing is we don't know what she is. We don't know. I don't don't consider her a demon. No, I don't think of her as a demon, but I don't think of her as a witch either. No, I think she's more powerful than a witch. She's, witch is a a witch is a mortal, not immortal. I don't know. Well. Them witches lived a long time. Unless you cast the immortality spell. Uh, But yeah, I I get the impression that she's more powerful than just what I would consider a witch. Yeah, I think she's beyond just a witch. Yeah. So Abby and Ichabod take this woman, to, <laughs> this woman Susan, to an empty warehouse where they've got this this ring of fluorescent lights set up 
to stop the uh, shadow monster, which you and I were both like, um, does it even have rules that it has to be in the shadow? Or like, I, I kind of assumed that it's constructed from shadow. So therefore your bullshit light's not going to stop it. Right. Well, as we go into the, a little further into this, the scene and Abby asks Ichabod, are you sure that this is safe? He says, theoretically. Yeah. They don't know. He's guessing. Yeah. For once. Which is rare for him. Which was really kind of weird. Yeah. But, and they're not telling, I don't even know what this chick's name is. Uh, I only know because I did the, the, the notes. Her name's Susan James. But yeah, I didn't care. Uh, I was like, whatever. They're not telling her anything. <laughs> And they really should. And she's like, I thought you were taking me to a safe house. And Abby's like, no, I said I was taking you somewhere safe. <laughs> she's like, sit in this, uh, stay in the lights and you'll be fine. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, they didn't tell her anything. What the hell? Yeah. I'd want to know. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> it's what great. the fuck? And so we go to, um, we go back to Joe and this guy, Randall, has him tied up to a tree. And, um. It's it's Jenny related, and Joe's like, you don't know Jenny Mills like I know Jenny Mills. And I want to know just how Joe knows Jenny Mills. I don't know. And uh, like, are we as, talking biblical? <laughs> as soon as he the says biblical it, way. isn't that what they call it? The biblical the, way. In the biblical sense. How yeah. is that biblical? I don't know. I, d- Apparently, doing the do is biblical. Well, you know, it's all about the apples. That's so. true. Whatever. And I love it because as soon as he said that, Jenny comes up and Randall's like, hey, Jenny. She's like, hey, Randall. So, um, and so she uh, she shows up and um, he has been hired to get the shard of Anubis from her. Okay. I, I got a bunch to talk about whenever you get to a okay. point. Um, and so he says that if Jenny hands it over, then her and Joe can walk away. <laughs> and she's like, I can walk away fine you now. Walking? You can't. Because you're going to limp. Because then she beats the shit out of she It's beautiful. It's so great. It's beautiful. Badass Jenny. I'm so happy to see her back. I this really is, like this choreography, this is too. Who, yeah, it was really well done. But this is who Jenny is. Yep. They forgot about it in season two. Yep. And <laughs> so uh, she does, he, he, he gets her off and he ends up getting what looked like a sharpened stick threatened at joe it is it's so. a it looks like it's a sharpened stick but the end of it's dipped in some in a metal oh okay like okay. it's shiny that or it's wrapped in aluminum foil i'm not sure which but it's it's got Apparently some it's kind of scary it's, enough to it's got a metal tip to threaten and joe. It, he's using it as like his like a walking stick of, oh okay okay you know he's got the limp so he was originally yeah. using it as a walking stick okay so and so uh she hands over the shard which is the black stone we saw earlier and randall drives away so tell me about the shard of Anubis. Okay, um, I know crap about the I shard. I know Anubis is the keeper of the underworld. So yeah, they all, all I really have about all this is who, because I don't really have anything about the shard of Anubis. Because I figured I that was just have, made up bullshit. It kind of it apparently is. So all I got was uh, apparently the shard is going to be important later. Yes. So let's just look at Anubis. Yeah. Um, he is an Egyptian god. Yep. Um, he's associated with mummification and the afterlife in the ancient Egyptian religion. But the word Anubis is the Greek name. Oh, okay. Whatever. He's usually depicted, he's the canine. Yes. He's the one with the he's canine the, head. He's got the yep. dog head. Um, and he's the one who attended the weighing scale during the weighing of the heart. Yes. 
which I've seen uh, parts of this on like the History Channel. Yeah, on the Book of the with, Dead. With the really crappy recreations that's just hilarious. Yeah, the bad CGI. I love those. It's yeah. so awesome. So, um, uh, da, da, da. he never so, really, he doesn't have really much of a role in Egyptian myths. He's basically the Hades version. But I was, what I was going to say, he's sort of like the, the Charon slash Hades Except a little bit more malevolent because he goes after a, with a cross of Saint Peter because he kills he kills Osiris and then Isis has to put Osiris back together. Yeah, it's yeah. so anyway. Yeah, well, I don't want to go on and on about him, but so these sorts. So that's who he is. He's basically the the Charon slash Hades slash Saint Peter slash not really a great guy. Because I, I I'm with you. I see this shard coming back up. It's got to. We've already seen it twice. Yeah, and two, and we were only in two episodes. So. Yeah. But the other thing I want to mention is uh, Mr. Randall. Mm. Mr. Randall is played by Anthony Hyatt. I went and looked him up. Okay. Just uh, because it looks like he's going. He could very possibly He's going to come back. back. He's going to come back. He has been in another episode of Sleepy Hollow. He has? Yes, he has. What episode has he been in and who was he? He was in Sanctuary. Okay. The one where they we first go to Frederick's Manor and it's all viney. Yeah. He played the bodyguard. <gasps> Sam. Really? Yes. The one who died. Yes. It's wow. the same actor. Okay. The one who was like. Because I was going through his filmography to see what he's been in, as you do when you're looking up a new actor and everything. And I was like, he was, I was like, oh, he's in another episode. That must be further down in the, and then I said 2013 next to the episode. What episode was this? Click. He was the bodyguard. He was the one going, hey, rich white lady, you're an idiot. Don't go in the house. Okay, gonna, let's go in the house and he we're may dead. As well, he had a red t-shirt on under that suit, didn't he? He must have. He did. Yeah, um, he was red-shirted. But I, like, they brought him back. Okay. Okay. So, this will be interesting. All right. So, we're going to see him again, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. But did you notice that, to get back to the recap, did you notice that Jenny only went to release Joe when Randall actually, the car Left. actually took off. Yeah. She kept her pose. She kept her she stance did. there until he was actually gone. Jenny's no like, dummy, man. She knows. And so she she unties Joe and he, of course, is like, what the fuck is going on? And she will not answer any questions. As opposed to fuck this shit, I'm out. And she's just like, we just need to go back to our lives. So I was like, damn it, Jenny. She really was trying to get out. She was. Of the mercenary type life. But Joe's going to drag her right back in. Yep. And so we go to Ichabod and he, he's like, well, I don't really have what I need to, to get rid of this hey. wraith because he does not have a arrow blessed by the priest of Angkor. Which uh, the Angkor, it's called Angkor Wat. Yeah, it's in Thailand, isn't it's it? It's in Cambodia. Cambodia, Cambodia. It's in Cambodia. It's so a, I was like, we're, a, we need another Eastern thing. It's to, a Buddhist I don't temple know what this in is. Cambodia. So I don't know what an arrow has to do with anything. but And an arrow blessed by by somebody from the East. So whatever. Well, it's actually a part of uh, the World Heritage Convention. Oh, I want to I go there one day. It's supposed to be really cool. I've got a link to the website. It's actually pretty cool. And um, so... But he's like, uh, as long as the lights are on, we're good. In theory. <laughs> In theory. And so um, Susan says, she's like, I want to be done with keeping this secret. And um, basically like, can you not take me to the FBI building and I can tell everybody what I know and then we can be done with this? Can I just give my statement and go home? Yeah. And so then the lights flicker, which is of always bad. Of course they do. It's always a bad sign. If you didn't see that coming... <laughs> 
I feel sorry for you. And so Ichabod goes to check the line, which I was like, baby, it's not the electricity. It's the bad guy. Yep. And the Wraith shows up uh, and he he blows the fuse box. There's fireworks. Boom. And of course it attacks him. And um, he has another flashback and he is able to uh, grab a pipe and. Is that what that was? Yeah. I couldn't figure out what he picked up. It looked like a metal pipe to me. Uh, and he's able to fend off Hal, or the not Hal, the um, Marcus, the Wraith. And now these effects, I know, I've, and I've said this previously, but the effects are so much better. Yeah, so much better in this episode. And it's just the, it's almost because you don't, they don't like try to show it like they did with um, 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 Moloch. Moloch. I want to yeah. call him Mammon. Mammon. That's another demon. <laughs> My mom is actually the son of the devil, so yeah. I don't know where I got that from. Um, Moloch. Yeah. Because he was just terrible. But they, when they first in he season one. He was fine one, when he was far away. When he was fuzzy. Yeah. He was fine. But then when they actually tried to show him up close with some detail, you're like, oh, honey. Yeah. You no, need you some not, Greg Nicotero. It was not good. Um, so, but yeah, this one, it's, it's distant. And it's just. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but octopusy. <laughs> kind of. And not in the whatever. So he's able to beat it off a little bit. And Abby, um, she uses some flashbangs. Thank you. Which is actually really smart. I thought it was very, very smart. And um, But what is she doing carrying around flash bombs? Is that FBI issue? Of course. Or is that like the sound canceling earbuds that she just happened yeah, to have? It's probably from the arc. She got some serious... <laughs> arsenal going on there um and she's ready for a zombie apocalypse i'm just saying she totally is like i would like abby and jenny on my team please and ichabod's like we can't do this forever basically and abby's like you know what betsy knew the secret of the spies and it didn't go after her okay so here she is now in the past it's always been oh ichabod just always thinks something up Mm -hmm. right and so Abby's like basically badgering him. Yeah. You're, you're going to think of something. Yeah. Think about it. Think Come it on, through. Come on, Smarty. Work it up. You can do this. <laughs> I thought that was Fill funny. your role. <laughs> do what you're meant to do. Because he never actually saw Betsy confront this, the Wraith. And so, but he heard her shouting because she was yelling. And um, she, she kept calling him by name. She kept calling him Marcus Collins, Marcus Collins. Right. And so he's like, and, and I will say, this is actually, even if it's bullshit, it's something I know from popular culture. Um, some some uh, monsters or whatever, once you know its true name, you have power over That it. is a very common trope in mythology. There's power in a name. Right. Very much so. Um, and it's, I, I don't, I never quite understood it. I mean, I always knew it was a thing. Yeah. Um, to know someone's real name. I mean, I've, that's something that's been in, in, in my mind since I was like seven or eight years old. You know, like a little kid, I can actually trace it back to my ElfQuest comics. Yeah. But so there's power in a name, but I never quite got it. I mean, yeah. I understood it, but I couldn't grasp why that was such a big deal. Yeah. Probably because in our day and age with, with all of the different internet handles that we go through. Yeah. It just doesn't seem... A name is a name is a name. It just doesn't have the yeah, power Yeah, because half it used my to. friends I don't know by their real name. Like, I know what their real name is. Yeah, you... I would think your real name is in my phone to text you. Yeah, it's under Queenie. It is. <laughs> and you're under Tanya in my phone. What so. was it? Uh, you, you sent my eldest child 
a gift. I did. And, I did. And it, and it was attached with your real name on it. And she had to text me, is this Queenie? Because <laughs> she didn't know Because she couldn't remember. I was like, yes, honey, that's her. She's like, oh, okay. I thought I recognized. I wasn't sure, though. <laughs> Yes, honey. That's so. Her. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like intellectually, I, just, I guess I understand if somebody tells me there's power in a name, but yet I just don't get it anymore. Yeah, because people don't keep their names. Yeah, I'm one of them. I changed my name when I was like 20. Uh, so, so it yeah. happens. I don't know. It's just weird. But then Ichabod gets so arrogant. <laughs> it's lovely. He does. He calls him out, and he's like. Marcus Collins, and um, <laughs> and it keeps. Uh, Next time I'm in the house by myself and I get scared, Marcus I'm gonna start Collins. calling out for Marcus Collins because it was great. And so like it it flinches and it so he just keeps going at it, and eventually it turns solid and it and it goes to attack Ichabod and Abby, um, attacks it long enough for Ichabod to impale it with the pipe. Or what I, I'm assuming Which, it's a part a pipe or a piece of rebar or something like that. I was thinking maybe rebar, but it was too fat to be rebar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked that the creature got solid. Yeah, that it changed as he was reciting the name over and, and only over. then were they able to beat it. Right. I thought that was a really cool detail. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Cool. Something happened. It didn't just dissipate or yeah. go away or whatever. Blah blah blah. And I and and I will say like. The name is magic thing is a little, eh, but at least it wasn't like, I happen to have these silver bullets or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. So that was, that was kind of nice. Yeah. It was different. And so at this point I was like, I don't care what happens. We have 10 minutes left. They can just hug it out that the rest of the episode. poor, poor woman in the other room. <laughs> All no she's, idea. Who the fuck is Marcus Collins? She's probably thinking he's somebody, <laughs> the count, you know, cause there's all this illegal shit going on that he's somebody trying yeah. to come and kill her yeah My which, which you know that's a perfect cover story yeah oh you know we were just trying to protect you from no you can't see the body because no. we had to take him down exactly. and you know that's a great cover story <laughs> please don't mention ichabod's involvement when you talk to the fbi <laughs> so, <laughs> so we go to instead of our, our instead of our post archive or post case archive chat we we go to abby's house because you know they live they live together. She has a great porch. I love. I don't. Her porch. I don't know that you guys got that, but they live together. And uh, she's that is a gorgeous house. It is. How it's a great is she house. affording did you notice, that? Did you notice it's got an American flag hanging outside? Of course it does. Ichabod probably put it out there. And um, so Ichabod is worried that um, again with the guilty, how he considered giving up the names. He feels guilty for being guilty. I'm telling you. And Abby's like, you know what? You're a human being. And you didn't do it in the end. So shut your face. Well, and he's still trying to come to terms with being in this new era. Which I'm like, baby, you've been in this era for like two seasons already. So I don't it's know a good why, two years. You... why we're constantly now like I have to find my place. And Well, he's still wearing those colonial clothes. Yeah, although he's is. changed his shirt because that thing is low cut. Oh, I love it. It's pretty. Love it. So, yeah, please don't ever change his clothes because I love them. That's true. And, um... So he he was like, "Well, I do feel better because I've told you my the lifting my my of the weight. There's no burden, and I've and I've and I've told what happened. <laughs> He's so transparent. <laughs> I'm like, honey, you are not subtle. There is no wonder they didn't no. tell you about the secret war because <laughs> there is no subtlety in it. I have more subtlety in my pinky. And so finally, Abby's I, she's probably just like, 
okay, fine, just shut You're up. You're not going to leave me alone but, until... So she tells him that she tracked her father down. Now, I want to say... Yes. Miss Charlotte called this mm-hmm. in in the mid... In between, she was like, hey, I really hope that they start focusing like, on where's, where's Abby's, Abby's dad. father. Yeah. So yeah. I have to give her credit for that. Yeah. I was afraid they were going to turn him into another horseman. We don't know yet. But we don't know. So don't so Abby know has found her dad, and he's living nearby in Saratoga. And she's stalking him. And she's stalking him. And so she's, uh, this is the person that we saw her taking pictures of, um, because she doesn't know why he left. He left when she was, what, six? Six. Um, so he does, she doesn't know why he left, but he's nearby, and she hasn't made contact with him yet. No, she's not ready, but she hasn't told Jenny. Right, because Jenny would just plow on in, and Jenny would probably be like, plow in, hit him, why did you leave us, you bastard? Yeah. Um. So yeah, she, she wants to, she's kind of coming to terms with him even being around, or being available to, you know, be around. Yeah. And, um... So that's gonna come around. Yeah. So we well, find... I, I like that they're laying all of this out yeah as opposed to it just appearing yeah kind of like joe corbin just showed up <laughs> yeah which because we found out a long time ago that her dad was mia yeah we've known that her a long, dad left well we've known that a long time lost custody yeah of them. so well they're laying they're laying the, pl- they're, the footwork the groundwork for you know finding out more about abby's dad where they've laid the groundwork for jenny's storyline yeah. And her own stuff going on. So they're laying a lot of groundwork here. I mm-hmm. just really hope they keep it, keep this sort of momentum going and they keep telling us yeah. these little things like Jenny saying Joe is, has become an EMT in that one sentence. Yeah. Whoa. Keep she, it up. And did you, did you notice how proud of him she was when she said that? She really was. That's why I hope they keep it platonic between them because he is like their little brother. Yeah, I that's going to be way down the road before I could accept them as a couple. Yeah, it would take a lot. Besides, she's working at the bar at Maybe's. Yes, she is. And they do mention that they do call it Maybe's. They do call it Maybe's, So it is is Maybe's. Um, She's working there with Mike, so. Mm -hmm. Yes, she is. Jenny would eat Joe alive anyway. Yes, she would. Uh, So so we go to um, Abby as being congratulated by Reynolds. After, um, because they've arrested Weissman based on at least one person's alive to testify. And, um, so she's surprised that he even took the job anyway, because this is, and I will say they did, uh, use the correct term resident agency. Okay. So I was proud of that. Good. Um, because this is a small assignment, even though he was only in the the academy like five months ago. So I was like, um, this is a really good step up from just being a special agent. So I don't understand why this is, you know. Why she was so surprised, but whatever. It is kind of a small podunk town kind of assignment. But it's still, it's still I mean. But it's like a step a, up for him. Yeah, it's a big, like, division head he or whatever. It's not something he could turn down, so I I can see that. Yeah. He must have had some kind of, for him to, okay, no, and this is something we kind of t- touched on when we were watching it, why it was that he got the position when they graduated basically about the same time as opposed to yeah. someone like Abby. He must have had some kind of previous something before he went to quantico yeah to get him here yeah yeah um so that's although she was law enforcement before but she she was was at a municipal she was at a municipal sheriff's department but if he had something more college credits 
because he could have gone and gotten a master's degree. That's true. And, and That's I don't true. believe Jenny, uh, Abby, we don't know that she ever went to college. She mentioned uh, at the very beginning she had roommates in college. So okay, but maybe I'm assuming she got a CJ degree or some kind of community yeah. Yeah. Uh, community college thing where he might have gone to the University of New York something or Illinois little, yeah. or yeah. something because he was stationed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was mm-hmm. close to home. And um, so he says, "That's my theory." Anyway, uh, he plans to build on this assignment and and go bigger. So he's ambitious. He's got he's got plans to go forward. Um, and he wonders what Abby has planned. And she just again in true. I mean, like I swear, these Mills sisters. She gets cagey, and she's just like, "I have responsibilities." Right. And your um, sister, your roommate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's fishing, and uh. She he figures that they can help each other, um, get what they both want, and um, <laughs> he thinks that Abby wants to move on to something bigger. But does she? See, I don't know because she kind of acts like she does, but yet she does like she's covering. Yeah, who like she, she really thinks is. she should want that. Yeah, which is what she was talking about when they were in the academy together. Yeah. That was the kind of person she was. But and she's like she's trying to maintain that. One thing I thought was very interesting: she clearly didn't mention Ichabod. He has never he heard did not, hide nor hair. There was no recognition in at which she was upset because Ichabod left. I can see her not wanting to talk about that part of her life. Yeah. Plus, you know, she was trying to she was trying to run away from it while Ichabod was looking for from it. from all things apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah, including Ichabod. Really can't kind of blame her. No. And so we... Especially when Ichabod abandoned her. Yes. Because he did. He did. Abandon her. He did. And um, so we move on to... uh, Now wait. Daniel says to her, what is it with you guys, you and guys with accents? What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Because as far as we know, Ichabod's Ichabod's the only one with an accent... That we know of. That we know of. So what happened... They got some explaining to do about that one little sentence. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So now we go to um, Joe. He goes to visit um, Jenny. And basically, he kind of won't take no for an answer now. They're hanging out at the trailer. Yeah. And so um, he and she's like, this is not something you can back away from once you're in it. And he's like, nope. I want to pick up where my dad left off. And he's like, I want to go after what he stole from you. Well, I'm going to go after the shard of Anubis. Yeah, he took it. What is the shard? What is it? Why is it so important? He's he's all kinds of going. I, he wants in, he wants in, he wants in. And she says it's a part of her life that she's never shared with anyone. Yeah. Except Abby. Yeah. And Ichabod. Yeah. And Howley. Holly. But if you think about it, when she was in full-on retrieval mode for Corbin, this was before Abby knew. This was before That's Ichabod. true. Her mercenary days is not yep. something she's really okay. Yeah, but so. still, I was sitting there thinking she's never shared it with anybody except everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> except all these other people. Okay, but yeah. So um, we see Ichabod, and that this this is the scene that made me think that it was uh, that it was more like a city hall type building because there was no reason for them to be back at that building unless it was some kind of a city hall or something like that, some municipal building. And because this woman um, apparently is the one that's in charge of getting the building historical status. And she's like, oh, I think it's great. Um, I think it's a definite candidate for it. 
but we can't release money to anybody that's not a U.S. citizen. And he's like, well, I like to think of myself as a as a as an American. And she's like, yeah, but you're not. And um, so he basically has to become a citizen to get this money. And so I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm just really glad that they didn't sweep the whole archive thing up under a rug like they usually do. Yeah. And so this is where Ichabod notices. And at first, I had no clue what was happening. I had no idea what he was doing. I, I thought he wanted to buy that space. I did too. I was like, what the fuck I was are like, you doing? I was like, what are you doing? Are you thinking that you're going to buy this little shop and do what? And we both were like, you have no money. <laughs> what are you doing? You are you going to talk Abby into buying it for you? I don't think so. I yeah. was not sure what he was doing. And then. But apparently this was where the coffee shop was that Pandora appeared in. Now, there is a lot of talk about this scene where he bows very deeply i thought he was gonna fall down i, I thought, thought he was, was gonna too, kiss like, her feet i don't yeah. know what the hell he was doing but when he stands up he's like this close to her face yeah and so i think she's the one she's the one that's gonna that be there's rumored yeah. romance she's zoe so. corinth that's supposed to help him with paperwork <sighs> and romance might be in the air and i don't like her <laughs> Give her a chance. I don't like anybody. (laughs) I'm more jealous than Ichabod is. You know that if Ica Abby were to happen right now, this show would fall apart. I know. Have you seen Bones? Yes. Actually, not anymore, but yes. I stopped watching it like a season and a half ago. We're going to have to watch it for the crossover. I know. I've actually kind of started, because it comes on right before Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. I've started kind of watching, like have it on. While yeah. I'm waiting for Sleepy Hollow to come on. Yeah. You know Betty White's going to be on this year. Really? She's just going to be a squint. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be awful. Oh. They so, are so jumping the shark on uh, that. They're I'd, trying to save that quite, yeah. quite prominently. So, anyway, but the reason why he's so gaga over this empty space is because the coffee shop is gone. Was in that space. Yeah. Was it ever really there? Oh. <gasps> And um, so they uh, later Ichabod tells Abby about what he saw and um, they bring up the uh, footage from the building of the guy's death. Right. And which is which I was happy to to that was conceivable for them to have. Right. She got the audio recording. So, of course, she had the security footage. Sure. And um, as opposed to when she was a sheriff and she had access to all kinds of crap. That's true. So we see. um. Pandora actually talked to Paul, which is what we saw at the very beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. And Abby recognizes her immediately as the woman from the bar. Right. And so she was like, oh, yeah, her name's Pandora. And Like the box. And at first I was like, okay, I don't know where this is going. And they immediately went to, it's that Pandora. Oh, sure. Well, of course. Okay, they're not going to beat around the bush. It's Pandora. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because I was worried Pandora would like friend him up. Kind of like, kind of like Henry did. Well, like present present herself as an ally. That was actually one of the questions that Miss Charlotte asks. Does Pandora does Pandora be? want to be caught? She's making herself known to Abby and Ichabod specifically. Yes, on purpose, in separate occasions, and she's presented herself slightly differently to each of them. Here's my theory. Okay, because I told you I was I was mulling her questions over, trying right, to come right. up with something that we could give her. Here's my theory. Okay. Um. Yes, she knows who they are. She knows they're the witnesses. Yeah. So, yes, she's trying to make herself known to them. 
but she, I don't think it's so much that she's trying to make herself known to them mm-hmm. as she's trying to get to know them to know how to take them down. Oh, okay. That could very well I mean? be. To, to friend them. Yeah. Because you're not going to know or about. Or to interact with them. Or... To know who your enemy is. Yeah. It's a common practice. Okay. Um, when you're trying to take somebody down, you get to know your enemy. Yeah. Know thy enemy or yeah, she whatever. She use a fake name with uh, Abby. No. So I think she knows that there's, I think she knows that they're not just Joe Blow off the street. I think she knows that they're the witnesses. Yeah. And she's there to take them down. Yeah. So how she knows or who told her or why she's here or how has this, got to center around them. How the this plays into the apocalypse. Right. Well, it's the she, second tribulation. the second tribulation. As opposed to the second year. Because, boy, that changed. I'm still hurt. I am still <laughs> I hurt. I got whiplash from that still. Seven years. How a year is a tribulation. Tribulation is a year. What the hell? Anyway, but there's yeah. that's my theory yeah. on why she's making herself known to them. And our last shot of the uh, of the episode is apparently Sugar has a theory too. Oh, okay. Is uh, Pandora watering her little evil plant, and we get a we get a bloom out of it. There, there she is. She's she's had her piece. She always shows up for the Sleepy Hollow she cast. Always shows up for Sleepy Hollow, right? Little black cat. <laughs> she thinks it's the best microphone ever. She lives it. Okay, so yeah, the plant grows really, really big. Yeah, and we get this big, pretty bloom from it. And I'm like, this I can't be good. don't know what the hell plant has to do with Pandora in the first place, but yeah, whatever. Hopefully, we'll get some kind of explanation. So, But overall, I thought it was good. Um, of course, I... I will stand by the domestic Just parts all day domestic long. Just give me domestic Ica Abby all day and I will be happy. Because, oh my gosh, he was cleaning with such gusto. It was Just great. Just like, can we have like an episode that's from the point of view of like the front door of the house <laughs> or some shit, you know, or yeah. the kitchen countertop or something yeah. and just see how they, yeah. Her explaining to him how the washing machine works. <gasps> and it's great. I don't know. He's, he's saying he would know how the washing machine works by now, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. Because he was at the cabin for her, a long her time. Her hand washing basket. Your hand, your hand washing, <laughs> not my hands. That was such a great scene. I loved it. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. A lot of-ness. So, they're so incredibly... They're, they're living together. And that's, I, all that, that's all that matters. <laughs> it's all you've ever wanted. No. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so excited. I'm actually interested in seeing what happens next. This is far more interesting than Henry and Katrina. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, as as long as they keep Betsy Ross... In the past. ...where she is... Yeah. But it's getting all... If she's going to be in every freaking episode flashback... Yeah. I mean, okay, admittedly, we did... And it's always going to involve Betsy well, be- Ross. Before... <laughs> Before, it was always, it was George Washington, it was Adams, it was Hamilton. Did we do Hamilton? No, I don't think we did Hamilton. Okay. Um, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of Franklin. You know, Benedict Arnold, lots of Franklin. It was all these Paul Revere. different. Paul Revere. Yeah, but it can't be Betsy Ross every freaking time. And the... the Besides, he needs some more Jefferson the time. The shine so. of, ooh, it's a spy and it's a lady spy is going to kind of get old. And if she's the answer in every episode. Yeah. Ooh, is hey, there was this thing with Betsy Ross. And it's always going to be Ichabod remembering Betsy Ross and not understanding the context of it back then. But now it's like, but now. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. it's going to get old real quick. Yeah. So, Which is why I'm worried that they're going to bring her to present time. Well, when they released all of the, uh, the, the, the preview promo photos and whatnot, 
She was all in period costume. She was all in period costume, but she was like a big part of it. So, because they were like, oh, here's Ichabod. Here's Abby. Here's Jenny. Here's Joe. Here's Pandora. And here's Betsy Ross. And I'm like, (laughs) is she going to be like, I'm fine with with Joe and Jenny and Abby and Ichabod and Pandora being that's that's our group because you've got Team Witness Uh and you got your bad guy. It's it's. It almost feels really forced to me. Like, look at how cool Betsy is. Betsy's really cool, right? See, like, pay I'm attention af- to her. You really like Betsy. I'm afraid that somehow Pandora's going to use Ichabod's memory or some shit and pull yep. Betsy Ross to the future. To screw with the witnesses because it's going to fuck with their bond because Betsy's always trying to get in Ichabod's pants. And for all we know, probably has. So, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I just... That's that's exactly what I'm afraid of. Pandora's going to do some bullshit magic and bring Betsy Ross to the present. That and I don't want Betsy Ross to be the go-to every single freaking time. No. No. There's got to be more. And I uh, I'm still waiting for Abby and Jenny to be witchy. Well, you know they are, so yeah, whatever. I want them to do spells. It is known, but whatever. So. But yeah, I, I like I like the fact that we're going to give Jenny her own arc. She's yeah, she's it's going to be a secondary story arc, but she's going to have her own yeah, and that story. She's bringing Joe along for the ride, not the other I'm way around. So excited to see Jenny back where she belongs, yeah. back in her badass. Because in the beginning of season one, this is who she was, and this gives us a really good opportunity for her to be teaching Joe things and also telling us stuff as the audience. That would be awesome, you know. So I, I'm I'm really jazzed about that. I'm really yeah. So overall, you know, overall, I was quite pleased. There's a lot of potential here. Yeah. Let's just see if they fulfill. And I and I think I was just so my expectations were so low for these for these first couple episodes that I'm just pleasantly surprised. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> season two was so awful. Yeah. I don't know how we got through season two. Sheer <sighs> will. Yeah. Yeah. So. And hoping Katrina was going to die. Pretty and much. she did. But yeah, so I I really want to hear what everybody else thinks about it. So do I. So, um, like we said, you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at randomtcasts. Or you can message us on the Tumble, um, either anonymously or otherwise, uh, at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you don't want to remember all of that, because it's a lot, you can always visit our website at randomtpodcasts.com. Yep. And, and while you're there, all our information of all the podcasts we do. It's got our pertinence on it. Yeah. Um, also, links to our personal, well, I say personal, it's yeah. loosely, uh, <laughs> social, our own Tumblrs and Twitters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can check out our other podcasts. Yeah, we um, we also do Gotham. And we've got um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. which we just started up with season three. Yep. And we've got Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yep, that's its own thread, and we've got just random movies. And coming up soon, we will be recording for Shaun of the Dead. That's going to be our Halloween special. Yay! Random movie for October. I'm very will be excited. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I tried watching it last night, but my copy just was skipping around. I've got to find a better copy of it. Okay. Um, which I will. But I forgot how hilarious. I love that, that movie. movie was. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That'll so be that'll fun. Be exciting. So uh, yeah. Which we're going to do the whole Coronado trilogy at some point. Eventually, we will. Yeah. After if we do Shaun of the Dead, we're going to have to do Hot Fuzz and uh, At World's End eventually. Yeah. So, so. Uh, so yeah. So let us know what you guys like. Uh, what you guys liked or didn't like about the episode? Because I'm, I'm your I'm hopes, your dreams. See, yeah, if you're like an Ica Abby like nut bar like I am, and you were just really really happy well, about it. Well, remember, 
on the Sleepy Hollow Fox official Twitter feed, yes, it did say that there was a lot of Icky Abby going on in that episode. And that's official, kids. That's the official yeah. word. And I'm serious about from the, the official uh, Sleepy Hollow intern who manages the yeah. Twitter account. And I'm serious about the Ficrex. I want some Icky Abby Ficrex. Yeah, send them to and, us. And I will say I prefer AO3 over FF.net because that my, that makes my eyes hurt. I can go either way. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. I'm fine with Just either. So. so, yeah. So, anything else? I can't think of anything. I'm just going to go squee the rest of the week. Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys.